0: us so. Yes, Help us, oh God, to give you praise in spite of our circumstances. Help us, Lord, to give you praise that we're still alive. Help us, God, to give you praise that our children are doing well. Help us give you praise, oh God, that our marriages are still together. Help you give us praise, oh God, that you are still working. Lord, we thank you right now that you have blessed us in spite of who we are and what we have lacked to do in your kingdom. We repent, oh Lord, and we ask for your forgiveness in the name of Jesus. And now in this preaching moment, oh God, I pray for fresh fire. I pray that you will set every chair on fire. I pray that the enemy will be bound in the name of Jesus. We rebuke the enemy of distractions. We rebuke the enemy of having something else on our mind. And Lord, right now, I pray that you will bring every mind into continuity so that we will praise you, because you are truly worthy to be praised. Thank you, God, for the word. Thank you for a fresh anointing. Thank you for life. It is in the name of Jesus that I pray, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Mm, that's nothing like praise. Nothing like it at all. It has a cleansing effect. When you praise God, it puts you in touch of where the dirt is in your own life. <laughs> And when you praise God and you just surrender everything to God, it seems like everything pops up on the screen. And you can see what you haven't done, and you can see the things that you should have done. You ever had that type of conversation with God? Oh, don't ever get so holy that you can't praise God. Because God is worthy to be praised. Oh, my God, 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 my God. Worthy to be praised. Worthy to be praised. Worthy to be praised. This has been an interesting sermon for me because it talks about what it means to be a shepherd. And the scripture also talks about what it means and what the difference is, as you see on the screen, in being a goat and a sheep. I looked for goats, Pastor, but I couldn't find a goat carry and I couldn't find a sheep so I decided that I'll let you use your Holy Ghost imagination and after I explain the difference to you you will know whether you are a goat or a sheep we are in the season of Lent right now in the life of the church and many of us do not realize that Lent is a very important season and we should participate because It is a time when God reveals to us accurately and succinctly what is our relationship with God. And some of us like to boast doing Lent, and we'll say, well, I'm going to lose five pounds. Well, that doesn't make any difference if you're still the same person on the inside. And so what Lent is about, it's about a cleansing of your stuff, not mine. But it's cleansing your heart and allowing God to speak to you to show you where the dirt is. Do you know everybody has some dirt in their closets? I know y'all look holy up here, and I'm glad you're here, but everybody got some dirt in their closet. And everybody has somebody that they need to forgive. And you see, Lent is when I say, Lord, don't look at J.J., look at me. Don't look at my husband, look at me. Don't look at my brothers and sisters, look at me, oh God. And so doing Lent, what we ought to be doing is not bragging about what we give up. We ought to be boasting about what we pick up. Because Lent is not about you getting more, it's about you giving more to the kingdom of God. And I concluded that maybe I shouldn't preach this sermon, Lord. Maybe I just need to leave this alone. And the Lord said, I hired you to be a shepherd. And I hired you to shepherd my people. And so I expect you to tell them the truth, whether they like it or not. And what the Lord said to me is that during Lent, we need to be praying and fasting And we need to be giving up some of the stuff that keeps us out of relationship with God. Some of us need to give up some people. Some of us need to give up our language. Some of us need to give up our jobs. Some of us need to give up toxic relationships so that we can hear from God. So the choices we make during Lent are important. I have made up my mind. I'm going to pray during Lent on my people, call them by name, and I'm going to ask God to do a Holy Ghost work within my people. You see, the shepherd looks for the sheep, and the shepherd goes after the sheep. And what you're going to find out, did I get my little, little comparison here? I had fun with this, so Jessica might be able to put it up. I wanted to know the difference. Did you see that? That goats are slender and sheep are stocky. This is geragno, so I'm not picking on anybody. I just want you to know. <laughs> goats give us milk products, and sheep give us wool. Goats have 60 chromosomes. You can look that up. Ask Reverend Paula, And sheep have 54. I thought it was fascinating that the tails of goats stand up, and the tails of sheep hang down. I don't know. But did you know that? You look like you knew that. Hallelujah. That goats are curious and independent. And what that really means, Bill, is they wander away. And sheep graze on grass and clover. Goats are curious and independent. Anybody know any goats in the house? Curious and independent. Sheep stay with the flock. And the goats do not have an upper lip. And the sheeps do. Take this out. You can go and say, my pastor said that the tails of the goats stand up and the tails of the sheep hang down. Kelly, don't you know that to be true? Bear witness to somebody. Finally, <laughs> goats have narrow horns and a beard and sheep have upright horns. And man, you need to know the difference between the goats and the sheep so when you encounter one, you will know where you are. In Matthew 25. Can I get an amen? Amen. And an amen and an amen. By the end of this service, you're going to be a goat or a sheep, and you're going to love me even more for bringing it to your attention. Matthew 25. Jesus tells another parable. Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit on the throne of his glory, and all the nations will be gathered before him, Notice how many times this scripture said, he will sit, he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates sheep at his right hand from the goats, and he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left, and then, Sister Sherlene, the king will say to those at his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, and inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. I named this sermon all you, I raised a question from this because we need to know who we are in the life in in relationship with Jesus Christ. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow once said, we judge ourselves by what we are capable of doing, but others judge us by what we have done. And some of us, have not done very much for the Lord. And this is a time for us to repent and have the Lord speak to our spirits to tell us what it is that the Lord wants us to do. You see, this parable about the sheep and the goats, and I'm not putting goats down and lifting sheep up. I'm just, this is a parable that Jesus used. I felt if Jesus could use it and say it, then I could preach it, amen. Amen. And so Jesus is giving us an analogy here and a parable as you know what? heavenly story, earthly meaning, so that we get it. The separation is going to happen. And there are some actions that we need to take so that we will be ready when the Lord comes. Hallelujah. There are some actions that we will take now. We will show compassion. We will give to those who are in need, and we will be ready whenever the master comes. Anybody ready? If the ship comes now, are you ready? If the plane comes now, are you ready? If the train pulls into Grand Central, now are you ready? That's the question we should ponder doing Lent. Not how I look and my hair and my boots and my shoes, but how is my relationship with Jesus Christ? And then the Lord says that there are two classes of sin. There are sins of commission where we miss the mark of God's call on our lives. Because we have sinned by doing the things that we were not supposed to do. Do not raise your hand if you're guilty. The sin of omission are these things that we left undone that we should have done. Our ministry to the least of these involves both kinds of these sins. I have an experience here at Pleasant World Church that I will never forget. The Pinckney's would go shopping for us to get food so that we might feed the hungry and give the children at Pleasant Grove Elementary School some food. What really captured my attention is that these two people would drive all over Raleigh, Wake County, going to Walmart, discount stores to get the cheapest food that they could get because they could only buy what was in the budget. And what really caught my attention, Pastor, that regardless of what they had, they said, Pastor, we will make do. And when I thought about that, I realized how powerful that must be to know that this is what I have, but I'm going to give it all to God. And we have a pantry in the kitchen that would not hold the product that they purchased because they received it at such a good price is that we had to clean out the baptismal area and turn it into a storage closet for the food so that the children at Pleasant Grove Elementary School will have food to take home over the weekend. And and I'm not saying that others don't help. I'm saying that Only Jesus can give you that type of heart. And what I'm saying is that there are people in our church who do not have a clue of what we're trying to do. And one of the things I thought about is I said, Lord, you know, there's some questions that my people never ask me. You never ask me how we're doing financially. You never ask me if we have enough money for the baby house in Uganda. You never ask me if it's time to dig another well in Uganda. You never ask me how much are we giving to the caring place. You never ask me if we are meeting our goal to feed the people in Western Wake County. I'm just telling you these are the things that I have never been asked as a pastor. And what I'm saying is something is wrong. When we don't care about what's going on around us. Because what this text is saying is that if you would only take a look, then you would be stirred up to do what's right by the Lord. And this is not an indictment. This is just the truth. The questions that I've never been asked. How, I get, How old are you? How long you been married? Is your mama still alive? Did your brother die? How does that feel for 25 years? You know what I'm saying? I can ask all of these questions. Why don't you ask me for an opportunity to do something for the Lord? Why don't you ask me what's missing in the nursery? Why don't you ask me if we need another teacher for Bible Institute? Why don't you ask me if we have enough people to work with our children and you? Why don't you ask me for an opportunity to serve and it's not about you? So what I'm saying is lit is a good time to ask the question that you have not been asking. And what I'm saying is and Jesus is saying that my sheep, if I'm the shepherd, my sheep, hear my voice and know when I speak. Another thing Jesus is saying is that you can only have one shepherd at a time. You can only have one shepherd at a time because the sheep hear the voice of the shepherd but feel as the goats hear what they want to hear. The goats do what they want to do. The goats stray away and go to the riverside where the sheep wait on the shepherd because the shepherd gets the word from the Lord. And the shepherd gives a word to the sheep. Oh, my God, what a morning, what a morning, what a one! That's how it happens. That's how it happens. So if you a goat, you don't hear anything. If you a goat, you don't want to hear anything. If you a goat, you want to be on your own. But if you are a sheep, you want to hear from the shepherd. come on, do you want to hear from the shepherd or do you want to be with the goats? And so maybe there's some goats in here who need to give up Goatville and go live in Sheepville. Maybe there's some goats in here who need hearing aids. And we give them in the name of Jesus. Time is running out. The end is coming. Everything God said is happening, families against families, brothers against sisters. There will be wars and rumors of war. The people of God will be nonchalant about the ministry of God. The people of God will not be serious about doing what God has called us to do. So if you want to get stirred up, leave Gatefield and learn how to be a sheep. Learn how to listen. Your opinion doesn't mean much to God. Why should God listen to you when you're not right? Why should God listen to you when you're not doing ministry? Why should God listen to you or anybody else when you're on your own? Shepherds know when the sheep stray away. That's why they call you sometimes at midnight and say, I heard you crying, so I thought I'd call you. Shepherds call you at a mama's notice and say, I know you're down and out. Why well, did you know, Pat? How did you know? The Lord told me. Uh-huh. Shepherds hear your pain and agony because we walk together by faith. So the bottom line is here, you got to decide. I'm not going to call you out, but if you're a goat, move over. And if you're a sheep, stay focused. And what broke my heart, Pastor, what you put, what broke my heart when I was putting these bags together? is so I looked at this, and you can do one. I said, you know what, Lord? Why would I give somebody a canned good or some old dark red kidney beans, and I'm going to use some old crushed tomatoes to make spaghetti that has no meat when God has given us the keys, thank you, to the kingdom. And why would I give them less than I have myself? Church, it's time for us to get stirred up for God. It's time for us to ask the question, where can I go and serve? How about the mentoring program and how how about the tutoring program when we go to the school and what we do is sit there for half an hour and give these children who are in one-parent homes somebody to talk to and relate to, but we're so busy, we have no time. What about the children who have no man or father in the house? You show up to show them that there are men who care about our children. There are women who care about our children. We got to get to the point. That we say, this is not enough. We gotta give according to what we have been given. We gotta give according to what we have received. And these children ought to live the way we live in an abundance because God has blessed us with everything that we have. God has blessed us so that we are clothed in our right mind. God has blessed us to live where we live. God has blessed us with children and friends. God has blessed us in spite of our cheating. God has blessed us in spite of our negligence. It's time to give God some praise. It's time to do what's right. It's time to step out. And it's time to do what God wants us to do. And finally said, Jesus said in the final day, is that the Father is going to come in all of his glory. And I can only imagine what that looks like. I just hope I can hear it early on. It said that he's going to come in all of his glory. And then he's going to put this through the separation, Carolyn. He's going to put the goats on his left and the sheep on his right. But he's going to say to sheep, come have served my father. Come and sit at the table but you don't have to eat dried beans and, and corn. Come sit at the table and have filet mignon. Come sit at the table and be treated like a queen. Come sit at the table and be treated like you are. It's time to give it up. It's time to get it right. You don't have to do it for me, but do it for yourself. You don't have to do it for me, but do it for your own heart. You don't have to clean yourself up for me, but clean yourself up so that you will be in right relationship with God. And find a way that you can ask the question, what can I do? What can I do to do a better sheep of God? What can I give? to be a better person, what can I do? So that's the question I ask in this Lent. Give up something for yourself and do something in the name of Jesus. And when you do it, don't go bragging about it. Just do it in the name of Jesus. It's time for us to get real and get serious. You know what? I refuse to believe that the church will go under. I refuse to believe that the devil will end this battle. I refuse to believe that the internet is going to replace God. I refuse to believe that we will not worship God. I refuse to believe that we're just going to stay home with our pajamas and coffee. I refuse to believe. Because the Lord said, Jesus said, upon this rock. What did he say? Upon this rock. That's what he said. You said, upon this rock. What did he say? Upon this rock, I build what? And what else did he say? And the gates. Come on, and the gates. And the gates. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. I believe it. Thank you for listening. It is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God. If you have a prayer request or prayer report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519, or call us at 919 363 51 Or visit us on the web at www.pgc-carry.org. Thank you again.